This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is hour number four of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day, and it is thawing out. Uh, so, and I can't speak for what's going on in your neck of the Metroplex, but, uh, you know, the, the drive-in was pretty easy once I got to the highways, and now looking uh, down here at 75, it's just all wet. It's in the mid to upper 30s, and things are thawing out pretty good. Now, things are heating up in Montana, okay? I once met a guy from Montana. And he says, you got to stress the mon, if you want to say it like a Montanan. Uh, so I try to every time I say mon, it. But mon, mon. We also have a ranking of the best quarterback, uh, Super Bowl quarterbacks of all time. We're going to get to that. We're going to play a game here at the back half of this segment. But the government has been monitoring a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that's been hovering over the northern U.S. for the past few days. And they've discussed shooting it out of the sky. According to two U.S. officials and a senior defense official, The U.S. government has detected and is tracking a high-altitude surveillance balloon that is over the U.S. right now. We continue to track and monitor it closely. Once the balloon was detected, the U.S. government acted immediately to protect against the collection of sensitive information. Okay? So they're not doing anything top secret for it to look at. Spotted over Billings, Montana. It flew from the Aleutian Islands through Canada and into Montana. So... You know, I don't. I don't know. Maybe this uh, this thing launched in China, and they're tr- they're trying to like very. It, it sounds like an aerial submarine, right? We're just going to creep on into the U.S. and do some monitoring, and then slide on out, and nobody will be the wiser. Well, on Wednesday, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin convened a meeting of senior military and defense leaders, including Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley from uh, NORAD, and uh, Commander General Van Herc, other uh, combat com- commanders. So they're getting our most badass dudes uh, that call shots in on this. The leaders reviewed the threat uh, of of the Chinese stratospheric balloon. Possible response options ultimately decided not to recommend blowing it out of the sky because of the risk to safety and security of people on the ground for the possible debris. Pentagon leaders presented the options to President uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Currently, we assess that this balloon has limited additive value from an intelligence collection perspective over and above uh, what what would be expected. Nevertheless, we're taking all necessary steps to protect against foreign, foreign intelligence collection of sensitive information. Um, so the official said there was a window while the balloon was over Montana Wednesday when they could have taken it down. They sent aircraft, including F-22 Raptors from Nellis Air Force Base. and That's Las Vegas. And uh, airborne early warning aircraft known as AWACS, Mm. but the official would not say whether one of the options was to shoot the balloon out of the sky with the U.S. aircraft. Mm. So who knows what's going on there? Of course, uh, international spying and espionage, always fascinating. It's the stuff of movies. 
It really is. The U.S. military flights prompted a ground stop at the airport in Billings with air traffic controllers citing a special military mission. That must have been crazy to be, you know, running aircraft control when some some damn F-22 Raptors show from Nellis Air Force Base. Yeah, bro, that is uh, that that's nuts. And I think I'm seeing the video for it. Is it just, does it look like it's just a big light in the sky? Like it doesn't. I don't know. You haven't, OK, because I'm, I'm seeing what I believe to be a video of this balloon here but it just looks like a big floating light i wouldn't even be i wouldn't even call it a hot air balloon based on what i'm seeing hmm. uh from the ground it just looks like yeah it just is. a big light that's moving around in the sky that's crazy dude yeah the u.s is confident the balloon belongs to china and they've communicated with the chinese government about it through uh, multiple channels in dc and in beijing type of activity not unprecedented the senior defense official said with china flying stratospheric balloons like this before but the difference this time is the balloon is staying over the u.s longer than usual and of course tensions are high between the u.s and china on thursday the pentagon announced it would bolster the u.s military president uh, presence near taiwan with plans to expand the number of u.s military personnel in the philippines i wonder what they could be looking for in montana is that where we have like nuclear silos and yeah, stuff like that? that? Well, yeah, NORAD is the is the that's the strategic air command, and most of the silos are in the Rocky Mountains. If you if that that part of the country, so they would obviously they're looking to maybe they're trying to get an idea of terrain there. I don't know. Maybe you can even go like Google Maps and kind of figure that. But maybe they're trying to get an idea of where those uh, silos are located. In the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, 254, uh, the Chinese must have started watching Yellowstone. <laughs> 860, that's where our nukes are. So, yeah, we should probably shoot it out uh, of the sky. It is, uh, you know, one of those developing news stories uh, that uh, that I find fascinating. And, and from time to time, we bring it up um, because it's it's uh, it's interesting. All righty. Where do you think Roger and Troy rank among the all-time Super Bowl quarterbacks? Where did Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts come in? We're about to find out, and we are about to play a game, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. We are we're going to start at the bottom, okay? And uh, some of these early ones might be a little bit difficult for for some of the younger guys, <laughs> but some of the new ones might be more difficult for a crusty guy, guy like yeah. Broadus. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, okay. So I have sixty three of these on NFL.com, so you can forward any complaints. About you know Just where Rosenthal. you guys might be ranked, uh, yes, to Greg Rosenthal. Yeah, go believe himself. He he has been a longtime NFL columnist and expert troll, isn't he? Greg Rosenthal will troll the hell out of you. Okay, uh, number sixty three on the list shares a first name, Brian, with one of the great NFL coaches of all time, and the Super Bowl trophy is named after him. Oh. Wait, Vince, Vince Ferragamo. Vince Ferragamo. Did yeah. you guys know who he was? No, absolutely no. See, yeah. who Not was Vince Ferragamo? He was with the Rams, right? He was with the Rams, yeah, in the Super Bowl against, uh, in the 70s, uh, he was involved. Ferragamo. Vince right. Ferragamo, yeah. Okay, so that is Broadus 1. Number 62 on the list here, the Super Bowl quarterbacks of all time ranked. When you're, when you're saying a guy is a bus driver... This is who everybody imagines. Rex Grossman. As far as Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Brad Johnson. Trent Trent Dilfer. Brad Johnson's a good guess, but yes, I'm going to go with Trent Dilfer. It could have been Brad Johnson as well. Both of them qualify. So I guess uh, Dilfer uh, better than Johnson, at least according to Greg Rosen. Terry Bradshaw. (laughs) Number 61 on the list. His team was on fire. 
I believe, in the 1994 regular season and paved the AFC with victories. But then oh, this is the they met the 49ers and got annihilated. Fouts. Oh, Stan Humphreys. Stan yeah, Humphreys. Tired. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, this is 95, not 75. But yeah. that was a good guess. Uh, I'm just throwing out an no, old throw quarterback out, throw out. I like I'm going to sound dumb on some of these. Is you this had the right just team. winners? Is this just winners? No, this is anybody. No, anybody. Humphreys lost. Okay. Humphreys lost and Ferragamo lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, number 60 on the list. Wow. Uh, played with the Vikings back in the day, Brian. First name is Joe. Cap. Joe Cap. Joe Cap. Yeah, yeah look at that. Yeah. Uh, I went to school at Cal. I'd never heard of that dude. Y'all yeah. know what no cap means? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you've seen the movie The Longest Yard? Yes. He's yeah. the, the one of the guards, the, the quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Joe Cap was yeah, in the movie. You're not talking about the Adam Sandler. He's Sandler's talking version. about No, I'm talking about the original. Yeah. The OG. Well, he's in both, but the, the OG one. Yeah, the original one. Number 59, played with perhaps the greatest defense ever, won it in the 80s. Brian, you should take McMahon. him out drinking. There you go. Jim McMahon. Number 58, surprisingly better than McMahon, in my opinion, shares the first name with Jim. Uh, Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo. That is right, number 58 on the list. Good pull, Brodus. I forgot he was even in the Super Bowl, that guy. Number 57 is an MVP candidate who, according to Craig Carton, might not even be the team starter next year. Yeah, we're going to talk about that coming up in the expressway here in about 57. He's ahead of some of these guys in about 20 minutes. Yes, uh, Jalen Hurts is. He hadn't lost one yet. That's true. It's kind of hard to place a guy that hasn't played in it yet. Number 56 put on an absolute show. Division rival, late 80s, early 90s against the Denver Broncos. He set a bunch of records. Doug Williams. Yes. Uh, Number 55 on the list took his team to the Super Bowl about five or six years ago. But they became convinced he oh, wasn't golf. the guy, so they traded him. Yes, for wow. Mr. Highland Park himself. Number fifty-four on the list, Louisiana Tech. Uh, no. <laughs> and I, didn't, uh, I didn't say the first name. I know you didn't say. Lost Brad. to Tom Brady, two thousand three-ish. Oh, uh, oh, Jake DeLome. Was I right on the college? No, 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 no. Where did Jake DeLome go to school? Go? Uh, but he was a Louisiana guy. He's he a was. Cajun. Absolutely. He was. Louisiana but, Lafayette? He was Lafayette. He yeah. was Lafayette, yeah. That's my bad. That's okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make up hints on the fly here, so it, it's kind of fun for Your me hints to try, are to, a lot come, better than try mine. to come up with a good hint. Me yeah. too. We've learned Okay, that. all-time I'm Super Bowl quarterbacks in NFL history, number 53, got blackballed from the league about eight years ago. Yes. Kaepernick, yeah. Number 52 on the list. Cowboys beat him. Uh, Neil O'Donnell. O'Donnell? Got it. Okay. Number number 51 on the list. Wow. BDN. Oh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Eric knows all about him. (laughs) Wow. Elliot Shore Parks, who was was in the locker. The girth or the tunnage? Which one was more impressive? (laughs) Well, we don't really discuss it. I'm highly offended. Nick Foles should be almost dead last on this list, if not dead last. He was pretty damn good. They got him being better than Hurts. He he did have a good run. He he did have a great playoff run, but there were a couple of games they had no business winning. Yeah, I hear you. Number 50 on the list. You go back in time and. Phil Simms was playing great. The Giants were the guy. But oh, Jeff Hostetler. Yes, yes. Hostetler. Just ho- Jeff Hostetler comes in at, for an Virginia. injured Sims and wins a Super Bowl. That was against the Bills, right? Did he yes. end up getting a starting job? I, I think that was the one where uh, Norwood missed the kick. Yeah. Oh, wide, wide right. Wide right, yeah. yeah. With the Bills. That's yeah. the one they should have won, really. Yeah. Did he go start for the Raiders after that? Is my he memory serves? He, did. Yeah. he, he did. had to have gotten a starting yeah. job. He was the quarterback that. the day of the Lambeau Leap. Number 49 wow. on the list. Uh, started some games this year for the Jets. 
Flacco. Joe Flacco. Flacco. Yeah. Miracle yeah. run for the Ravens a few years back. Yeah, he had no picks in that Super Bowl run. Number 48 on the list, another division rival, not Doug Williams. This guy dominated, though, in his Super Bowl matchup. Well, it was a long time ago. Mark, Mark Rippon. Mark Rippon, he got it. Okay. Number 47 on the list is the other bus driver. Oh, Brad, Brad Johnson. Johnson. Number 46 on the list is a loser for the Washington franchise. Must have been back in the 70s. I'm out on this one. Maybe uh, the 60s, looking at his haircut, to be honest with you. Uh, okay, this is against the Dolphins. Is he did it? not kill it. He Billy lost. Kilmer, yeah, Billy he Kilmer. Billy Kilmer. Billy ah. Kilmer. Number 45 on the list. He got there because uh, Minnesota missed a field goal. Oh, Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler, yeah. yeah. Okay, there we are. We are through the first, I don't know, 15 names We're or so. We, cooking, have, boys. we have three minutes to go. We have not hit a Cowboy yet. Oh, Number 44. Uh, no, forget that. Let's jump down here. <laughs> let's get let's get him. Oh, Craig Morton? Oh, yeah. there, okay, there we go. There's a Cowboys There's quarterback. Good, yeah, he lost two Super Bowls. He was the quarterback with the Broncos, Cowboys right. and, and with the Broncos. Right. He got crushed. Okay, number 40 is a former Cowboys quarterback. He was with a different team at the time. Drew Bledsoe. Got it. Number 39 on the list was a starter uh, in the Super Bowl last year, and Zach thinks he's better than Mahomes. Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joey Burrow. Yeah. 39, that's going to that's gonna be way low. Jeez, that's ridiculous. Number 38 on the list, his number is retired at the Eagles Stadium, and he was a good oh, broadcaster. Was, was he that good? Was that good? Oh, hell no. Speaking of Jaws, I always think of the AFL because he had that team. That's coming back in 2024. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number 32 on the list, ahead of Steve McNair, behind Earl Morrell. Earl Morrell is dumb face. Oh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning is coming in at 32. Mm. Not a bad player. No. <laughs> dumb face. I love that dumb face. <laughs> yeah, away. Away. <laughs> Still holds, doesn't it? Still yeah, got a beautiful does, hand. Yeah. I knew exactly what you're talking about. Two spots ahead of him is a guy who is very insensitive to an injured photographer at their Super Bowl oh, parade. Matthew. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Yes, Matthew that was, Stafford. That was rude last year. It was funny, though. One ahead of him is the greatest choke artist in Super Bowl history. He shares the same first name. Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yes. Mm-hmm. We jumped down to 26. You got Donovan McNabb. We're still looking for Troy Aikman and Roger Staubach. We cruise through Russell Wilson, Ken Stabler, Ken Anderson. Better than Stabler and Russell Wilson, I guess. Mm. Kurt Warner at 22? Wow, he might not have the longevity, but that was some high, high quality. Jim Kelly at 21. You're going to find 20 quarterbacks better than Jim Kelly. Warner's got to be higher than this. Warner, even in a loss, put up crazy numbers for the Cardinals. Yeah, he was. Yeah, He was awesome. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly is better than the next four guys. Len Dawson, Bob Greasy, Joe Namath, Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Is he better than number 16? The first cowboy on this list, whose number is half of his Troy ranking. Aikman. Aikman, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Troy Aikman dude. is 16. 3-0 yeah. in Super Bowls. Yeah, you're starting a career. Uh, you're starting a team. Do you want Jim Kelly or Troy Aikman, Brian? Taking Aikman. There you go. That's the right answer. Number 15 on the list, we just kind of overlook things that happen in bar bathrooms with locked doors. Oh, Big Ben. Man. Uh, number 14 <laughs> on the list, lost three of them with the Vikings back in the day. Fran Tarkington. Yes. Better than Troy, Fran? Hell no. Thank you. You scramble around and all that, but no. Hell Num- no. Number 13, one, two with the Packers. Bart Starr. Yeah, better than Troy? Bart. <laughs> better than Troy? I didn't see Bart. No, I mean, Bart Starr was a great leader. He had no arm strength at all. You watch the old games, okay. it's handoff, and he was accurate, but tr- to me, no, Troy's better than Bart Starr. Hell number yeah. 12 on the list is not number 12, Roger Staubach. It's a guy that just retired that Sean Payton coached. Oh, oh Breeze. Drew Breeze. Better than Troy? 
Drew Brees. Okay, all right, that's so fair. I'm not going to fight. Very you. accurate. Very Drew, accurate. Drew, Drew Brees. Number eleven is your uh, other Cowboy quarterback Stalbach here. Is this too is low? Eleven. Stalbach. Anybody in the top ten you'd rather have than Troy or Roger? You have Patrick Man. Mahomes, John Elway, Steve Young. Stalbach though went against some really really good Pittsburgh Steelers teams. I think he's two and two in Super Bowls. Yeah, something and like that. Steve Young probably needs to be below both of them. Yeah, yeah. twenty spots down. He wasn't better than Troy. No, hell Steve no. Young. No. Get get out of here. Okay, number one, Tom Brady. Number two, Johnny Unitas. Even though he only played in one. Number three, Montana Forno. He barely played in that when he beat the Cowboys. In a, in Super Bowl five. Oh really? Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, hmm. Earl Morrill was the one that quarterbacked in that game. Wow. Yeah, Peyton Manning number four with his uh, a one and one record with each team. The Colts and the Broncos appeared in, in four of them. Dan Marino number five zero oh, and one. Aaron Rodgers six Favre seven. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and there you have it. Steve Young number eight coming in at eight, and and John Elway behind Steve Young. That's what crazy. a way to inflate both Rodgers and Steve Young. Yeah. Right. Okay, we got to go. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. The Expressway, 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content next in the nation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, nation. It is uh, time now to hit the expressway. 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content. We jump out with everything that's been breaking. There's a very interesting Tony Romo story that was posted about an hour ago. The New York Post. Andrew Marchand said on his podcast, um, actually the Sports Business Journal podcast, CBS aware of Romo's slippage. And check this out. Marchand said that CBS attempted an intervention with Romo during the 2022 offseason but that, quote, things did not get better. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a crusty executive uh, two, three months back when we first heard about the stories. But now more and more, the story has really picked up momentum. Was that Dick Ebersol? That was Dick Ebersol, yeah. who was critical and said Romo had lost his passion for the job. There's kind of a fine line between unconventional and undisciplined, said Marchand in the post, uh, of the post in the podcast. It's unclear what's happened with Romo, goes the story, who was given a curve-shattering 10-year, $180 million contract by CBS. Is he not working as hard to prepare? Is he less familiar with the players and coaches now that he's been out of the league for six full seasons? Is he less curious than he should be about the details and nuances of the game that he's about to call? Jenna Lemoncelli of the New York Post. Romo recently addressed the status of his broadcasting career with her as part of a promotional campaign, and while he didn't mention any intervention or other issues, he acknowledged that he does remain a work in progress. I think you're always evolving. Some changes are good. Some you're like, ah, I shouldn't do that. But I always trial and error a bunch, and sometimes it works. 
The author here says there's a subtle inconsistency lurking in that explanation. The greater a person's commitment to work ethic and planning, the less likely that person will be to take chances with the fruits of that labor. The greater the commitment to work ethic and planning, the more often comments that seem spontaneous or risky will work. Maybe he's just gotten complacent now that he has gotten paid. As the temperature is uh, turning up on Tony Romo, guys, uh, you know, I'm surprised it's such a big story because it's still a, a good telecast. Maybe he's not as good as, as he was, but I do expect Tony Romo will bounce back in a huge way because I know being a good broadcaster is important to him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I guess I didn't listen enough to him this year with doing all the game day stuff we were doing, and then when I did have the chance, I'm mostly watching Red Zone, so I didn't hear him enough to come away with thinking like, man, Romo's really fallen off, but apparently that seems to be the the vibe here, and if he hasn't put the work in, I mean, if it's anything, anything, anything at all, if you're not actually going to put the work in, then it's not going to be as good as it could be or should be. And so I could see that being the issue because otherwise, I mean, Romo's likable. So if he's just in there doing, uh, you know, just not understanding and not knowing what's going on because he doesn't really care and he just turns the mic on on Sunday, then I could see how that would water down his product. But is he still doing the guessing stuff? Because when he came out of the gates, he no, was No, he's not doing as much prediction. No, the only thing that he really predicted this year, I think, was like the score of the Bills-Chiefs game in the yeah. beginning. He was like, yeah, it's going to end up being like 24-20. It's oh, not going right. to be that high scoring. And then he ended up nailing that. G-bag of the day. Football's too complex to mail it in, though. The thing about it is, though, there's a couple of things. When you're predicting, it's familiarity with teams. It's watching tape. It's the sitting down and evaluating and looking at formations and kind of kind of breaking it down from that point. Tony Romo should be an absolute star calling football games in that conference that he does with the quarterbacks they have at Buffalo, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Jacksonville. He didn't probably do a lot of Jacksonville games. Maybe next Kansas year. Kansas City, Chargers. Yeah, he, you know, he needs... He should he should be at his at at the top of his game, with doing games with those guys. I mean he's he ain't doing the bad games. He's not doing the you know he ain't he ain't doing the the, the Tennessee game. They get the best AFC game every week. Every week, and yeah. you know, and he gets and he and usually the best AFC game of the week is probably ball of Kansas City. Probably I, mean, may, I don't know. Did he get bored? Does he get bored looking at the same teams every week? Yeah, I would think so. I, I, I think there's a sense of accomplishment as well. Like, wow, I really worked hard my first year. I don't need to work that hard. I, I, I talked about the kids in the house. Yeah. You know, there's just so much going on with well, his life. He might not have the time. It might not be boredom or complacency. He's just, you know, strung maybe, a little thin with all the kids. And, and this is a place where he knows I don't have to work that hard and can still get $18 million. That's what I think I just, is. yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, I think you're on to something too. I, I think that also, you know, you get to that point where we're talking about the games. If he's doing the same teams every week, you know, having to work it really hard to learn about those teams yeah, it's it's not a it's not the most you know it's not the most important thing for him to sit down and watch three games of Kansas City play. Yeah, you know, I, I do think he's obviously a lightning rod personality. He's been that way as a player uh, and now as a broadcaster. And I do think there's a lot of NFL fans that are just standing by to roast him. And the bar might be higher for him to get acceptance or for people to say they enjoy it. Um, even when he was dominating his first year uh, broadcasting, he was polarizing. Yeah, because it was different. Like his his enthusiasm and his excitement, some it turned some people off. A lot of people enjoyed it because it felt fresh and it felt like he was a guy that really cared about it. And maybe they're not getting that same vibe from him anymore. It's just very surface it, level and generic and somewhat repetitive is the issue. I mean, I, I I did notice it when we watched the AFC Championship game, 
and you could tell it's just not quite that in-depth from Romo anymore. Is he not having fun? Uh, it we, sounds we, like he's still having yeah, fun. Brought, yeah. Gavin brought up the point about the family. Is him getting on a private plane and flying to one of these cities and having to deal with hey, all that? We won't know travel that. about that. You know, if Tony Romo to me was like having fun and traveling, it'd be him playing golf. Yeah. That that's where he would. If Tony Romo was broadcasting on CBS doing golf and traveling around and seeing all this, we'd probably see a different Tony Romo. See, I think as a player, he was like, "Oh, this looks like so much fun. You get to stay around football and talk about it." And then after a few games, it does start to turn into a grind. Yeah. You know, I'm not complaining about my job right. at all, but you know, week after week after week, the thrill of it can subside yeah. at times, and it does turn into jobby job. But yeah, I, but it's human he's nature. still fun. I mean, you can. He does still, I think, enjoy at least when he's on site calling the game. That kind of like child boy like fun. You know, watching the game that he's still giving that, and that's why I enjoy listening See, to him. People probably look at this situation and go, well, "Look what Kurt Herbstreit's doing. Herbstreit's calling college football and a Thursday night game." Yeah, I mean, Herbstreit was like in fifty-eight different cities this year. Yeah, it's like football. I'm not going to feel sorry for you for cashing the check that he's cashing. Yeah, well, I mean, the and having say, a family. Yeah, it's like okay, then don't do the job. Buddy. Well, Herbie's Herbie's not breaking the the mold either. You know, I think it's that Romo set the bar for himself so high, and now it's very difficult well, to reach that without having the enthusiasm. About, I was just talking about work ethic, you oh, know, yeah. as far as like, you know, he's like, you might not like Herb Street at all, but he is doing a national game. Every, two, no, you're two right na- about that. Two national games every week. Yeah. It's just crazy that CBS felt the need to have an intervention. I That's would love insane. to get the details on that of like, what was CBS? Was it just ever was the saw, crux of it? We don't think you're working that hard? Ever Is that saw open people's eyes. We did this story. I mean, it was it was during the summertime. You know, Ebersol, is, what is he saying? He's like going, hey, Romo could be great. You know, but, you know, is he choosing to be great? Ebersol brought up, and I'm, I guarantee you, somebody at CBS probably saw what was going on. They're like, damn, Dick doesn't think this guy's any good. Yeah, it's all that, Dick's fault is what yeah. you're saying, and that's like the king of uh, usually is of American sports TV, right? Right there, and 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 he called it out, and since then, you know, it's become a bigger story. So maybe he's no longer on Tony's Christmas card list. It is time now for Bobby Belt to join you here on 105.3 The Fan, our Cowboys insider. Every night at this time, Bobby, how the heck are you? I'm I'm great. Y'all y'all keep mentioning nine gods' names so often. I'm just gonna like overdose on chills. It's it's just so great to hear him talked about. Tony's your guy. Oh yeah, yeah, big, big, big Tony guy. Uh, always have been. Um, I, I don't even call him ty- Tony. I just call him Nine. Hmm. That's all you need to call him by Nine. Is is number nine number one on your all time Cowboy quarterback list, Bobby? In your own personal no, that's Bobby quarterback record book? Ooh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, 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 man, somewhere around. I guess I'd have to look uh, where Anthony Wright slides in there. Drew Henson, um, or even Bernie Kosar um before we we maybe get to romo but i guess we just have to to work it out don't start uh disrespecting chad hutchinson okay he deserves a place somewhere. okay no look i'm gonna be dead serious now like i'm doing a troll bit right now there is no player that caused me more grief as a child than chad hutchinson so we don't joke about chad hutchinson cheech because he was a terrible effing player (laughs) and i hated watching him is it is it it one of (laughs) your terrible we couldn't couldn't trade for a quarterback you know we were struggling Jeez. Brian, Brian, he Brian. Was, he was terrible. He was Quincy, terrible. Quincy was better. He was Quincy terrible. was better. There was no need yeah. to bench Quincy after six games I'm just and throw him, Hutch man. out there, man. Does it, oh. does it make you sick even to this day that it was uh, the Hutchinson handoff to Emmett Smith that led to the record breaker? Uh, no, it, it makes me sick that they the lost ball, that game. The block by Robert Thomas to get him home. 
I'll, I'll tell you what uh, makes me sick about that. It makes me sick they lost the game, and it makes me sick that... Uh, You're telling me. I don't know if uh, Brian, I bet, remembers this. It, it makes yeah, I me remember sick. this. Well, no, no, no. You probably we remember acted like what we it, won. <laughs> the the two weeks after that, how the national narrative was Darren Woodson's a dirty player for how he hit Daryl Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah, in that same oh, game, yeah. it was a crazy hit though. Well, yeah, I mean, he like didn't he, he have a seizure afterwards? Yes, he did. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Bob, what's the top thing in your Cowboys mind tonight? Man, I'm still uh, reeling from everything that the Joneses said yesterday. And I got to say, I, I like that that Stephen Jones was direct enough to acknowledge, yeah, there were problems between Mike and Kellen. And, and you know, Stephen's usually the one who, who likes to kind of, you know, give you the political answer and say, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, this is something where, uh, you know, they, they hold each other in high regard. And, uh, you know, typically he, he pushes things off like that. But I liked hearing him yesterday say, you know, there's... There's problem, you know, you, you naturally encounter some of these problems sometimes. And, and when you have different philosophies that, that can cause, you know, butting of heads. And and so it was it was kind of nice to hear him acknowledge that out front um, instead of pretending like, well, nothing at all was wrong. And that's why he's not here anymore. Um, just to go ahead and acknowledge that there were issues here. I think it's pretty clear by this point. Kellen was ready to go. Mike was probably ready for him to go. And uh, now everybody can move forward, and we can see if, uh, by process of elimination, this fixes the offense. Yeah, you know, and it's fun to talk about the OC. Is there anything uh, new developments on the interviews yesterday? And and what do you think of this Twitter movement with uh, Brian Johnson, the Eagles quarterbacks coach, that everywhere he goes, the the quarterback has unprecedented success? Is is that a, a hot name in your mind? I, I mean, it's a it's definitely an intriguing name, especially because I know Dak thinks so highly of him um, just from the time that they worked together at Mississippi State. Um, and he's actually talked about him in his locker before, I think. Um, and so, yeah, it's an intriguing name on on that front. Does does Brian Johnson want to come here either for a parallel job or for a promotion where it's really a name only and he's not allowed to, uh, you know, call plays I, I would think that somebody out there with, with his name growing and, and him becoming uh, such a prominent name that somewhere out there he would get the opportunity to to call plays somewhere and so I, I mean unless he just really wants to work with Dak um, because of their relationship maybe that would be something he'd pursue but I, I still feel like we're heading towards ultimately I think there's a good shot. This is still Brian Schottenheimer or or one of these uh, coaches that they've interviewed, Thomas Brown or Jeff Nixon. Um, and I think that you're you're probably looking at again. It's an in name only type of thing where you can be the offensive coordinator, but you know the fact that they're interviewing two guys for offensive coordinator that have history as running backs coaches as well probably signifies you're looking at well you can have the offensive coordinator title but really you're responsible for the running backs um and just doing some stuff during the week but ultimately you're not calling plays here so this is mike's offense um it's all gonna ride on him which i actually love i I think that's great i think that gives us something tangible to grade him on every week we don't have to debate anymore what it is that that mike does or, or what he deserves credit for he will ride and die with the play calling here and so um, you know, I, I think that that's a good thing for us to measure him by, especially if this is a make or break year for him with, you know, Dan Quinn potentially waiting in the wings. Yeah, there's no reason for Brian Johnson to come here, is there? There's I not, wouldn't I mean, think so. I, I mean, they're going to they're going to tell him in Philadelphia that like, listen, you know, you you can stay here, you know, we've you're, our coordinators have inter- interviewed the last couple of years, you know, if you just hang tight for another year, you could very well get the job here, you know? No sense yeah. going to no sense you going to Dallas and you're not even the primary play caller. You see what yeah. kind of money they get in Dallas to be coordinators? 
you know what? I to to me the thing about it is I'm looking at I'm looking at what's my next okay, I'll give you an example. Tommy Reese, and this is just coordinators real quick. Tommy Reese at Notre Dame is the offensive coordinator, right? Notre Dame big time job, right? Mm-hmm. And he's interviewing for the Alabama job today. Alabama sent a plane to bring him down. You know why he's interviewing for that job? Because he can't get a head coaching job at being the OC at Notre Dame. He could get a head coaching job quicker working. He could be at the NFL or get a head coaching job being an, a coordinator with with Nick Saban faster than he can get a job with that. Sometimes you got to just, sometimes you have to go or, you know, or go to where you feel like you can get that, sure. that next head coaching job or yeah. get that. That job. If I, I mean, if you want to play devil's advocate, though, you could also say that uh, what if they were to bring him in here, similar to these running backs coaches they're talking about, where it's like, okay, you'd come over here, you'd be offensive coordinator, but you'd also be quarterback coach, and that would really be your job. And if he manages to fix Dak, if he manages to show improvement with Dak, that would probably be a big boost to his resume. Look, you did this in Dallas. You, you, you helped repair Dak Prescott. You did something that a lot of people were doubting. If, um, and if you are here in, as an offensive coordinator, sure, there's a chance you go in one and done. But there's also a chance of if you do I'm a thinking. good job, if you do a good job here, and Mike McCarthy is out, Dan Quinn's the likeliest next exactly. elevation, and exactly. he's not an offensive head coach. He may be okay saying, yeah. "All right, why don't we let you call plays?" Yeah, I would be better. I would be better suited. I think I'd be in a better position to stay on in Philadelphia for one more year, and if Dan Quinn gets that job, then you then you go that way. That's what I would do. That would make sense. I I just don't know. I mean, do you think Scott Tolzien, if that ends up being the guy that they elevate to quarterback coach, is that helping Dak Prescott? Um, I mean, I think Mike McCarthy thinks it's helping Dak Prescott because I think Mike McCarthy's trying to. And and I, by the way, I think that's likely. I think Scott Tolzien is likely going to be the quarterbacks coach. Um. But I think that Mike McCarthy, he's been here all three years with Mike McCarthy. He's uh, played with him before uh, or, or had him as a, as a player before. Uh, so I, I think that, and, and he spent a lot of time with the quarterbacks room and, and learning over the last few years. He may be a really good quarterbacks coach. We don't know that yet, I guess. But um, it, it could help Dak Prescott. And, and Mike McCarthy's argument probably for it would be is that what I'm trying to install, this is somebody who knows what I'm trying to do. This is what I want as the end game. This is what I want for my offense. He knows it. So he is the most capable person to communicate that to him right now. This is somebody who's been in the system, had to play in it, and has, you know, uh, picked my brain for the last three years and been on my coaching staff. So, yes, I trust him to be able to communicate the concepts and ideals that I want to get implemented. Bobby, is there anything else for let you go? Just that I love you all, except Chad Hutchinson. Love you too. <laughs> there he goes, Bobby Bell. A lot of love for Tony Romo and and Dak Prescott and the Cowboys quarterbacks from that man. Bobby Bell joins you every night five twenty here on one hundred five three. The fan. It is time now for LA Live with Lucius Alexander. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Yeah, for LA. y'all be questions. <laughs> no, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Y'all be safe on these roads, man. I got a question for the Tolos and some headlines right after this. <laughs> All right, you squares. It's time to talk, baby. Let's talk it out. Fire up this funk. What's wrong with Lucius? That's me. everything. You forget what you're saying while you're saying it? Yeah. yeah. That's weed. That's weed. <laughs> Shout out to my guy. He should be proud of himself right now. Like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> well done, sir. Hey, Lucius, I was listening to the show. I think I need to raise the rates. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, LA Live for February 2nd, 2023. 
Question for the Tolos right off the rip on a thirsty Thursday. How do you know that you've had too much to drink? What are your tail signs? How do you know that you've had way too much to drink or starting to get there? Hiccups. Hiccup. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a clear sign. I hate hiccups, bro. That's a good early indicator. Yeah. If I've gone too Stop drinking edge, immediately. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when I'll know. Like, oh, my gosh. this It's time to shut it Those down. seltzer drinks, when the, the, some yeah. of those seltzer drinks came out, put me down, bro. Ripped my whole esophagus out of my belly. Mm-hmm. I would hiccup at night. <laughs> wake me up out of my sleep. Yeah. All for those seltzer drinks. Dude, yeah, you know, when I, when I, you know, you've been outside in the heat and you start to get a headache, like a hangover headache, but you're still drinking. You're yeah. like, wait, what's going on? This is like 10 hours early. It's uh, it's tragic. That is a tough one. I mean, I, I whenever I can't, uh, if I'm not sure if I've already broken the seal or not, and I'm like debating with myself, should I, should I go? Should I go pee right now? Have I already gone pee? I've already done this. Oh, the That's debate. When it's, yeah, then, then it's problematic. You don't remember what you've done. When yeah. I, yeah, when I throw up in my mouth. And I wow. basically like, and then I like, you oh, gee, I gotta, yeah, catch it. You stop. And you're like, I got to get out of here. Oh. Wait. So chief, you stop when you break the seal? No, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't stop. I just wonder. I'm like, have I already gone pee? I got to pee right now. But have I already done that? Like, have I already? It doesn't mean that I'm going to stop. It you just, just don't know. You I'm can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Have I already gone number one? Okay. Am I just letting this thing flow now? Yeah. Or are we are we trying to keep it up top? Yeah, that room spinning says the 817. That oh, was yeah. always it for right. me. You know, you, the most consistent is like, oh, no, I'm starting to get sick. Yeah. And that's horrible. Well, you feel like you can crush like about 17 Jack in the Box tacos. Oh, yeah. That's when, I, when, you, when you start, start getting super hungry. You start getting super hungry. You're looking at your money. It's all wadded up in your pocket. You're kind of debating on how much you really have. Should we order a DoorDash right yeah. now? I don't know. But I don't know if this is on your list. I had a buddy in college that I roomed with. This sne- he would sneeze. That was his tell. He just, he couldn't stop sneezing. He would get, and I, we know, all right, Matt's drunk. Wow. He, he would just started keep, keep the sneeze going. Repetitive <laughs> sneezing, man. And it's like, all right, we, we got him. Now this Hilarious. party really started. We got him. Hilarious. Well, as the Tolos, I got answers like this. When I start dancing and making plans. Yeah. Hey, man, you got to meet this bartender. I know at the other bar, man. He's so good. Matter of yeah. fact, tomorrow, dude, tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock, what you doing? We're going to hang out. Yeah. yeah. Oh. This fool ain't waking up till 2.30, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those plans are over. Yeah. Those plans have never actually happened. It's nothing's it's happening. 5 o'clock instead. <laughs> yeah. When I start talking about my ex. Yeah, there you go. Mm. There you go. When I begin to withdraw cash from the ATM at the bar. Okay. Yeah. Which bar? Uh-oh. Oh. What's cash for? Uh, when I get beer goggles for myself, <laughs> this guy gave me a whole explanation. He says when he walks into the bathroom and he looks in the mirror and he says, man, I look good. <laughs> 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 That's right. That is right. Classic. <laughs> get a little water put in your hair. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling yeah. right, man. I'm feeling it. great. And you end up on the dance floor for sure. Uh, <laughs> how do you know that you've had too much to drink or just enough to drink? My right eye goes half closed. Okay. Oh, there you go. Start getting all Forrest Whitaker on. Yeah. How about when you get my really, man gets drunk and turn to ghost dog? <laughs> how about when you have to get real close to tell a story to somebody? Oh god! You get like oh, you get, you're like personal you're space. Like, you're like two you inches no from recognition of basically. Oh. You're just like you got to You're trying to explain and you get closer and closer oh, and closer. That to, wears me out. That's but you it, don't know. That's yeah. when you. Saying, that's when you know your buddy's too saying. drunk. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, when you, when you see people that get really, really close, yeah. you're like, man, they're hammered. Or yeah. the super yeah. loud one. You're like, okay, he's starting to feel it. 
He's starting to feel. He's usually a little bit more quiet than this. But Bobby, he's, yeah. Well, Bobby's always loud. No, but he there's a different. But he does take. Yeah, drunk Bobby does take it up a notch. <laughs> I got a buddy who can drink like forty beers. You know, one of these like big guys. Holy smokes! And it just gets progressively louder and louder and louder, and then then he just sits down and goes to sleep. <laughs> Sean, it, it's amazing. Like the, yeah. the battery dies oh, and it's oh, done. Sean. It's, Sean, Sean, gets, oh, Sean yeah. and Jane and Bobby at that dinner we were all at, they, they couldn't have been any louder. Yeah. They, oh, seriously, yeah. they were yelling at each other. And that was like two drinks. Yeah. Oh, Sean, Sean never has the same drink. He always tries different drinks. So I don't know how mixing, he does that. Yeah, he mixes a lot of. It was a unique ability. I, I noticed that too. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, Bobby, uh, Bobby Belt moves around like that T2. <laughs> That, that, that Terminator T2? Except it's like an alcohol version of it. It's just... And just watches up and it's Bobby. Like, damn, what is that coming at me? It's like the ocean spray can. Just... And it's Bobby. Uh, let's see what he's else we got. He's grabbing you. He's bringing you close. Yeah. <laughs> just melts down. He's so hip, He's got so much hip swing and yeah. arm swing. Uh, he's when, so he's, he's so intentional when he walks. We forgot whoosh, to ask him how whoosh, soda's going. Whoosh, whoosh. Oh, you're Bobby's right. already saying, oh, this shit doesn't work. Oh, oh we got to dump that. Wow. I got it, though. Uh, how do you know that you've had enough to drink? You start to broadcast work. like Broadus. Yes. That was, that Broadus was close. that cup. That was close. Sorry about that. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. That for two reasons. Uh, how, do you know, how do you know that you've had too much to drink or just enough to drink? I start buying drinks for strangers. Uh, I over-articulate words so I won't sound drunk. Oh, yeah. Uh, you overcompensate. You, like, create speed bumps in your own speaking just to try and intentionally like, slow it down. Wide yeah. and loud. My <laughs> eyes are super wide, and I'm really loud right now. Uh, when the thong song is never wrong. Mm. Oh, it. It's not a good gauge for me. I'm always going to go. Let's see. Uh, when I start talking to people, I actually dislike. Man, you ain't that bad. You know what? You ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you mean? When you showed up, you're like, gosh dang it, he's here. And by the end, you're like, uh, all right, see you, bro. My yeah. man. I love you, man. <laughs> hey, we need to hang out more. My man. <laughs> I'm fighting you if you say my man to me. How do you know that you've had too much to drink? Uh, let's see. Dropping $20 in the jukebox. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. hammered like you've never seen before. That's when, getting me home. And you played please. the same song over and over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I go to the bathroom and give myself a pep talk. Yeah. Yeah. You be all right, man. Pull it together. <laughs> cool. Oh, dude. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I become overly patriotic and dangerous. Okay. Dangerous. And yeah. this is from a female Tolo. I stroke people's beards. Oh, okay. Oh, that's very aggressive. It's like rubbing your beard down. I quite enjoy it. So drunk. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Come here. Do you have a comb or brush or something? <laughs> I want to get this. is sticking up right here. It's bothering the hell out of me. No, it's my thing. Trust me. This is fine. I'm telling you. It's, this goes somewhere. Uh, G, back in the day, we do it every day here on The Fan at 2.30. If you see anything out there, hit me up. At Lucky Lucius P. That is L-U-C-I-O-U-S. Yes, that's my name. And I'll try to get it on air here, Okay. Uh, we have a kid preacher. You've probably seen him. I played him on uh, G Back of the Day a few times. His name is Luke Tillman. He was on Jennifer Hudson's show showing his preaching skills. Come on, tell me your scripture. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his what? only begotten Son, whosoever believed in him shall not perish and do shall not die, but have 
everlasting. Last. Yes. 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 That's so good. I googled him. He's he's five. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Let's see headlines for you boys real quick, man. Frontier Airlines is launching an all-you-can-fly summer pass for $400. Don't airline shame, people. I will jump on a Spirit flight so quick. Yeah. I've got it mastered by how much my bags need to weigh and everything, especially if I'm going like a, to a neighboring state. I'm going to Arizona. I'm, I'm taking a Spirit flight. Going to Mexico, I'm taking a Spirit flight, bro. Sure. Yeah. I don't you can shame me all you want to. I'm there. I'm seeing things. I'm traveling. I'm seeing the fine print on Yo, that. Yo, it's not like the major airlines are luxurious anyway. Yeah. We're all packed into a row. It's all trash. Let's just spend in 3500 Right? We just load a little differently. Yeah, so uh, the, all you can fly summer pass for $400. Dang. You can book like the uh, book domestic flights the day before, international flights 10 days before. Wow. Is this for this, real? This is from May 2nd to September 30th. That's Ooh. amazing. Dude. Oh, what? That is that is pretty crazy. I, I'm wondering about the fine print on this. Like, they got to have a gotcha situation they somewhere. Have but that, that seems oh, like a no brainer, dude. more than twice. Sorry. The Instagram models are going to be loving this, right? You can just, like, show up in a multitude of different They're places all getting flown very out. quickly. I'm yeah. here for my money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Speaking of Instagram models, Mad San Antonio Dan. Zoo will let you name a cockroach after an ex and feed it to an animal <laughs> for a Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. For $10, the zoo will name a cockroach after your not-so-special someone and feed it to an animal. If you're not into the bugs, and $5, you can get some vegetables to feed it to an animal and name it after your ex, or $25 for a rodent. Wow. Yeah, name it after your ex. For $150, you get an upgrade, which includes a personalized video message. <laughs> this is you right here, sucker. <laughs> and then a snake just swallows the rat. <laughs> and you send it to him for Valentine's Day. So shout out to San Antonio. How That's much is yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, it's for charity, too. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah most oh, of the highest oh, price is $150. So support a charity. That's worth it, man. Yeah, yeah it's great stuff. And those zoos have to be creative to raise funds. I'm surprised they're giving them away. They must have it good down there in San Antonio. Must have it good. Yeah. Got some facts on decks for you boys real quick. Uh, baseball umpires are required to wear black underwear. What if they're in a bit of a slump? They can't dial up Jeter for the gold thong? Joe West, and a, they just got to wear it underneath the black whale underwear. tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like, come on, fam. <laughs> yeah, you're behind home plate <laughs> all <laughs> night. Who called this plumber out here? <laughs> Shirt tails out. <laughs> Is that in case you bend over and the top of the white underwear sticking out? Yeah. I think I so. I guess so. It's embarrassing. It's just not matching the uniform. Yeah. Probably somebody was streaky at first. And it's like, listen, we can't do this anymore. Yeah, they're squatting yeah. down for This is professional baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Accidents happen. It can't be clear they're fruit of the looms. What are you doing? Chewing tobacco and bending over. Come on, man. Uh, old linemen can lose up to nine pounds of water weight during a game. That's true. That okay. is true. I'm going to yeah. make a note of that. All they do is three steps, like Michael Irvin said, right? <laughs> yeah. Them big old boys is over there dancing. <laughs> what, Three seconds. It's, it's <laughs> tough out there. It is. Uh, let's see. If Wayne, I don't know if this is true or not, all right? So somebody check it if it is. If Wayne Gretzky had never scored a single goal, he would still be the NHL's all-time points leader it's true. with his assist, assist alone. Assist. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Your true. Lord. The great one. Do you get the same amount of points for an assist as a goal? Wow. One. One, yeah. One, one. One, okay. one, yeah. yeah. Pretty impressive. Played for a long time, high level. 
very yeah. early, right? Debuted at 17 or so. Oh, 17. Yeah, yeah. played like 17 yeah. to 40. Yeah. Indianapolis hockey team, I think, in the AHL. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, alcohol is considered a performance-enhancing drug in most shooting sports. And, uh, wow. and in uh, Golf? The, the football, right? The, the, the football a paper football? You play paper football for Fable. Yeah. You know, I think bowling, paper football, golf, darts probably. Uh, a number of them. But shooting sports? Like with a firearm? Yeah, it's a yeah. shooting sports. Keep you nice and calm, I guess, in the pocket. I can see Kills that, the yeah. nerves too fast. You know, the number one thing with shooting, and I've, I've taken a number of lessons from people, is you, you anticipate the kick. You know? Right before the kick, you subconsciously anticipate uh, it and point the gun down, or you grab yeah. the handle extra hard, and it shakes it off like 18 degrees without you even being able to tell it happens in a split second. So calming the mind. Like my brother, who's Marines and, and police, says, <laughs> just sit in Sorry. a room and and <laughs> practice squeezing that trigger with nothing else moving again and again and again if you want to be a good shot. Yeah, that's like, how, that's how man, you that sounds intense. Yeah, that's dude. how yeah, you does. become a good shot. Yeah, 100%. Sound like you're making a movie, you know? Like yeah. Those. yeah. That's <laughs> that muscle memory thing, yeah. bro. Assassins, Visualization yeah. and muscle memory together. Yeah. Giants co owner. What's the Giants co owner's name? Steve Tish. Steve Tish and Eagles owner Jeff Lurie have an Oscar and Super Bowl rings, both of them. Yeah, movie business guys. God. Yeah. Some people just have everything. That's how Jeff Lurie bought, bought the team. Must yeah. be nice. Some people have everything. And, fellas, this is for you. Uh, if you're out there on the dating scene, this is a Thirsty Thursday ladies' night. Give it to me. And if your girl just doesn't like you anymore, she found somebody else, or whatever the case <laughs> may be, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. This girl right here, <sighs> she went out with uh, her friends on a girls' night out situations and met a cop. She fell in love with him. She's standing right next to the cop as this guy asks her a question. It's man on the street type of vibe. And uh, she just admits, I, I found a better guy, I guess. So, are you cheating on your husband with him? Yes. We actually met here two really? months ago. He's here? a cop. He works at the bars. I met him at because I was here for a bachelorette. And the rest was history? The rest was history. Yeah. Just tell me. No, I met him two months ago. Yeah, he's great. So we're just, like, figuring it out. Okay. How long have you been married? Eight, uh, six years. Why do you want to leave him? Is he a piece of <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Six-year marriage thrown away. <laughs> yeah. It wow. happens. Man. One man. It does yeah. happen. It does happen. I, don't, I just want you guys fault. don't take it personal, man. Just yeah. get back up and get back in the game. Or yeah. don't get in the game. Make yourself super fly where the game comes to you, okay? Ooh. All right. Be careful on these roads because I hear it's going to freeze again tonight. So what we see uh -oh. may be icy, but in the morning it'll start, you know, melting again, all right? Well, that's okay because I'm so icy. Oh. Well, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll fit what I got going on. Mr. and know? Mrs. Maine. Shout out to you. Okay, do you see the Cowboys Twitter story uh, going where, where people are trying to make a push to hire that guy from the Eagles? What's your thoughts on that? Plus, the Jalen Hurts story out of the uh, out of the Northeast that'll make a lot of Cowboys fans jealous. We'll get you both those. Then we got some NBA content coming up at 620 here in the G-Bag Nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.